uh, we're going to hand it over to Gerhardus again to lead the discussion. We'll see how it goes, but uh, he's kind of going to be like the the referee in a boxing match or something, maybe a little bit between me and me and BG. A lot of beef going on. The moderator. So this was this was sparked. I'll set this tone a little bit and then let you get started. But this was sparked by a little bit of a conversation, like really just a, <laughs> a like passing comment, like two or three episodes ago, and then we put up a, a poll uh, on Twitter. You did, mm-hmm. BG. Uh, what was what? How did the poll end up? I didn't see the the you final results, but it was. You were a millennial, yeah. right? Most people know my was, age. It too. was mostly yes, yeah. right? So it, I'm right. I've well, been vindicated by the people. I'm a big. It was fan sixty of demo- forty. Those of you that know me, I'm a big fan of democracy. <laughs> and the majority, whatever the majority says, they are definitely correct. I was just proud of the fact that forty percent said no. Honestly, so you knew that you were fighting a losing battle. Oh yeah, I, I fully. We're all fighting losing battles. In case you don't know, what we're talking about is BG seems to think that he is not a millennial, but rather he is a part of the Generation X. No, no he thinks no, no, he's no. a he, no, right. No, he's no, no, getting no. offended now. He thinks he's some made-up yeah. classification, yeah. which is that he's like a zennial. Yeah, there's there's it? a few different terms. There's okay. uh, the or, the Oregon Trail generation. Oh my which gosh! I'm okay, I with played that. The okay Trail. let's halt. 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 Let's go through these generations and see Hold where on. his he comes I'm, The Jordan Catalano generation? I'm already, I don't know what that is. I, I mean, come on. I'm already upset. I'm already upset. Because the thing is, is that, and I said this on Twitter, and you know that I'm right about this, that it honestly might be the most millennial thing of all time for these people who call themselves ex-ennials or zennials to want their own classification that you falls all, within about two or three, five years. You're, you're actually still in my thunder a little Sorry. bit, but if you look into the, the, the research the research on the show, like the show notes, it says Pew Research Center said like one of the most uniting things among uh, millennials is that they all reject the title millennial. <laughs> that is, so that a, a marker of being a millennial is rejecting the title. Okay, all right, so we'll get into it, but... Why don't you go ahead and lead us off your hardest? Let's let's have this discussion. Go tell us about the generations. Well, I mean, let's set the stage. We're talking about people that are alive still. Okay, so the first class would be the greatest generation. So from 1924 or earlier. So that would be people like John Wayne, JFK, and Ronald Reagan. Okay. So have either of you guys had anybody in your life that is of that generation? Yes. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have two. Yep. What, born, which, born 1924 or mm-hmm. earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What What are some, like, marking characteristics you think of when you think of people in that generation? Um, I would say, and again, it's it's tough because it's it's really just a, like a grandparent, you know, so. Um, I mean, mine, mine's going to be a grandparent, too, yeah. so. So it's, you always yeah. view them a little, a little. Grandparents and in-laws for me, but yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit mine's weaknesses. When we get into yeah, that. I mean for me, like <clears throat> I guess I'm only looking at you know my well not just looking at my grandmother but also like her sister and brother-in-law and the ones that I knew that were her age. I mean they were very um, they were very disciplined. I would say <clears throat> they were very um, they had a lot of self determination. Uh, they had a lot of of self discipline. You know, my grandmother, I look at like she ended up. Uh, raising like three children on her own because her husband died uh, pretty young, and she like she never remarried because I was like in the south. Just, mm-hmm. She just didn't you just didn't do it, you know. Mm-hmm. So she just she wasn't going to remarry, and she uh, she raised three kids on her own, and she like took she worked and took care of everything on her own, never complained. 
like even when she was like 75 or 80, we would go to her house and like the entire, all the furniture would be rearranged. You know, she did it herself. I'd be like, Hey, I, I can help you, you know, <laughs> just call me. And she's like, no, I got it. I can do it. You know, it's like, you, you don't need to be doing that. You know? So I definitely view them as that way. Maybe a little bit stubborn in some ways. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. As I reflect on my, my grandfather, <clears throat> my great-grandfather, he was, like you said, he was kind of like an iron. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was a very hard man, I think. Very, very, had, had, had seen a lot of stuff. He'd been in World War II and all that. He was a heavy drinker, but he was, there was just something, uh, there were, they were solid people. They had principles, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, and whether those principles were, you know, founded in real truth or not, I'm not sure. But they were definitely founded in. Uh, they thought they saw uh, Nazi Germany as an evil, and they were determined to destroy it. Yeah. And then for the rest of their life, they basked in that that they did it. Which is, and and I. I don't. You could make an argument. I think that maybe that was the last justified war that we mm. fought. Yeah, we might argue that. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we could keep going on that thought. Though. It was the last one that's even up for discussion. Probably. Yeah. For right. Me. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm saying. Even, yeah. I'm not even sure that I think that it was, but it was the last one that was up for discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we don't have to get into. I, the I mean, I guess we were just thinking. We're, yeah. True. True. I, I guess I'm just thinking of what are your thoughts, Nick? Good or bad? You'd say stubborn. You think they are stubborn? Well, I will say I have a lot of fun, and it may just be purely nostalgic and not grounded in reality, but I do have a lot of fondness in my mentality for the greatest generation. Well, I mean, Ronald Reagan, we could think of our issues with him. I guess they probably were operating on a sense of pragmatism. I mean, I no, I don't know. I mean, even Reagan, I would yeah. call, like, I don't really, like, love Reagan, but I, I, I don't like him at all, actually, but I don't view him as pragmatic i mean i would actually say he's pretty principled he fought against a lot of his own party's yeah you know ideals in in a sense in that time and and so and i mean he probably won on being an idealist a little john, bit. john wayne was definitely an idealist right yeah, for sure anti-communist even jfk jfk was an idealist mm-hmm. i mean you could even say you know what took him down was being an idealist because he went after the cia and they took him out mm-hmm. you know and so that's like the last thing you can do is go after the cia and and uh and he paid for it, but he was, you know, he was going after them, you know, principally in that way. So I do have some fondness for that generation, especially, you know, compared to what we're seeing. I have now. a lot of respect for that generation. Yeah. When you for say- me, it's a little harder. My, both my grandparents on my dad's side uh, died when I was very young. They were, I'm not positive they were in that, that generation that cut us very close, but he was in World War II, so I just kind of go yeah, ahead and turn yeah, for yeah, that. He, if they were in World War yeah. II, they, they were, were the part of the generation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he actually got shot down over France about maybe a month or two before the invasion of Normandy, and he was hidden uh, in a um, the attic of a widow's hmm. house for about maybe three or four months. They had a funeral for him back home. Wow. Uh, he was, uh, I think, engaged, not quite married yet, and they thought he was dead came back it was like a movie it's, it's an incredible story wow and i never really knew him he was very sick when i was a kid uh, my grandmother uh, his wife had alzheimer's when i was a kid so i don't really my, like most of my my memories of them are just sort of stories that my dad told me my mom's parents were definitely the generation coming up next so i it's hard for me to really talk about a generation I'm not super familiar with. Here's but, a here's a good yeah. quick story about like so my granddad who I never knew because he died when he was young when my dad was young, 
so I never knew him. But my grandmother I knew on my dad's side. And so uh, whenever she died, my great uncle, who was her brother-in-law, he sat me down and he was like, I need to tell you a story about your granddad that your grandmother would not want. This was the day of her funeral. We were eating afterwards, and he was like, I want to tell you a story about your granddad that uh, my your grandmother would be really upset if you knew. And I said, oh, man, please yeah. tell me. And he said, here's the story. You know that house that your grandmother lived in for 50 years, your entire life? I said, yeah. He said, that money to build that house was won on, by your granddad running a craps table on the ship back from Japan after World War II. He played craps with his, with his, with his mates on the way back from Japan after World War II. He was in occupied Japan at the, at the tail end of, of World War II. Uh, and he won all of the money that it took to build that house that, that I literally, you know, spent the night yeah. in with my grandmother. Like, how wild is that? To, yeah. To think about those sorts of of, of But that stories. kind of epitomizes the... It really does. The, the greatest generation. It really does. They were in, true innovators. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next, the next is going to be... So I'm going to make a radical claim that I think... Here we go. I think... That this next generation, which is the silent generation from 1925 to 1945, I think they are boomers. The same way that I think that Generation X, I'm going to argue later, should be lumped in with millennials. Okay, we're going to have some serious Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. ahead and get Miles Lane on the... I'm just saying, <laughs> the silent generation, so they're born 1925 to 1945. They pretty much pioneered rock music, uh... You know, counterculture in the '60s, Gonzo journalism. None have surprisingly none have served as U.S. president. So these are like, I guess, the hippie generation we think of, right? The silent mm, generation. No, boomers would be the hippies, wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, we'll see. 1925 yeah. to 45. That would put you about 20 years old in 1965. Yeah, that's not really. You would. Hmm, maybe I don't know. Interesting. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Obviously. Apparently, you said Gonzo journalism. I was thinking like the Jim uh, Jim Henson's in this generation. <laughs> this is straight from CNN, so it's not reliable. At okay, all. you pulled this from CNN. You know this what? When you put when you put you... generational when you put generational uh, gaps, they just had the most concise little summary. Ugh. 